0: We're back with a new episode of Sharing Sweat Equity, a business podcast produced by the El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and the Minority Women's Enterprise Diversity Center. I am your host, Michelle Loeveno, and today's guest is Willie Jenkins, president of Freedom Janitorial, talking to you all about how to clean and prep your businesses and homes to reopen. Before we get into our conversation, of course, as always, we want to thank our partners, Sun Carpets, who provided the insulation for our recording studio, along with Epicenter. If you're looking for commercial real estate in the El Paso area, make sure to give Epicenter a call. They've got really fantastic locations all over El Paso, so you can find the one that is right for you and your business. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our conversation with Mr. Willie Jenkins, president of Freedom Janitorial. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well on this fine Thursday morning. And yourself?
0: I'm doing good. How is your team and your family doing right now?
1: Well, thank God, Michelle. Uh, the family's blessed. Everybody's healthy, uh, wealthy, and full of life. And just making sure everything is taken care of, uh, vehicles, homes, and business, uh, just cleaning wise. And uh, other than that, just just ready to rock and roll.
0: Great. So I wanted to kind of kick off our conversation today asking you a little bit about how has your industry been impacted? Obviously, you're getting a lot more demand for cleaning, especially as businesses reopen. But what are some of those new techniques and methods that you've had to invest in or are seeing an increased demand for?
1: Well, it kind of actually is a combination. uh, And and I'll kind of start off with like a little old school and then I'll bring in some new technology. You know, basically, like when you're wiping off things or what have you, people generally kind of wipe it off with a rag or what have you. But that's, and then go in a circular motion, but that's basically leaving all of the germs and things on there. You need to wipe it off and, and leave it alone, or you need to spray off that with some disinfectant. So basically making sure that those areas are taken care of so that way you're not respreading or recontaminating certain areas. And as pertaining to, uh am not going to say a, other areas of sweeping and mopping or what have you, Yeah, get all that dirt and all that um, bacteria up off the floor. But the key thing is you gotta make sure you have the right type of mops. You gotta have the right type of uh, solutions and neutrals and pH sevens and uh, floor cleansers to get the floor clean. And, uh, and especially in whether it be dusting or what have you, you gotta make sure you get all of that uh, inert material and debris out of the area because that's part of the process of uh, getting all of the bacteria
0: out. So I have a question for you and it relates to some of these videos that we've seen on YouTube and Facebook and social media of foggers or in cities, literally just sprayers that are spraying disinfectant all over. And I wanted to ask you, is that something that like a business here locally could invest in and is it worth it?
1: A combination of one things, uh, you have to have the right chemicals. Some, some of those are sprayers and some of the chemicals are, are where people have certain licenses that we can sell and they sell it to certain industries or sell it to certain businesses or markets also. Uh, but there's, there's a company here in town that uh, actually does a lot of them. That's called EnviroMaster. They do a lot of fogging also, too. Now, are there some other sprayers that people can buy and they can search online? Sure. But the key thing about it is uh, not everyone has that uh, germicide or the EPA-registered germicide. They might have other chemicals that they use, but the disinfection and sanitization might not last as long. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, and then I kind of like go around the block with it a little bit, a lot of people use bleach bleach does work to a certain extent but it doesn't last as long uh that That smells very good uh <laughs> now lysol or pine saw that works to a certain extent but it leaves a biofilm so, uh, people have to look at those certain things of you know is it a clean a hospital operating room is it an office complex is it a home business is it a is it a, an industrial or manufacturing? There's certain levels of clean that you want to have, but also you want to make sure you have that certain levels of uh, uh, safety and protection for your staff and and your and yourself as well. So, not saying that people shouldn't use those other type of chemicals, but what's your desire end uh, effect or result you want to have out of that?
0: So let me ask you, what are some of the materials and what are some of the equipment that businesses should be looking to invest in as they start having their employees come back? Um, And then I'll have a follow up question as far as like the timing of cleaning and things like that.
1: Okay. well, basically, uh, this may seem a little redundant to most um, because uh, prior to this, a lot uh, I want to say, how can I say it? It wasn't as level of seriousness of cleaning as it was prior to this COVID-19, even though I I eat, sleep and drink cleaning wise. The key thing is you gotta have, and and I'll relate to basically what I kind of mentioned a little bit before. In your bathrooms, you gotta have separate mops for your bathrooms and separate cleaning equipment for the bathroom. Uh, For your kitchens, you gotta have separate mops and separate cleaning uh, uh, things for for the kitchens. And in your common areas, you gotta have separate mops and cleaning things for those areas as well. So there's no crossover contamination. So if someone's on a budget, uh, yeah, sure enough, they can go ahead and use those other items that bleach the or applying salt for, because that's what their budget uh, dictates. But just make sure you go from the top to the bottom with it. Just make sure everything is wiped down t- and disinfected it and, and wiped down because if you don't touch all those areas, basically you're just recontaminating yourself. And you can get a lot of these areas, uh, these things from Walmart, Sam's, or, or or Lowe's. Just basically, just keep in mind, to have a carpet, uh, or I should say a cotton mop, mm-hmm. a nylon mop, or a microfiber mop for certain areas. So that way you have those areas taken care of, especially if it's dealing with restaurants, uh, with your hood vents, uh, and if it's your common areas and office areas, making sure all of the dust is removed from the facility or... As much as possible, because we do live in El Paso, so <laughs> the dust is an actual, <laughs> you're not getting rid of dust. Right. It's basically, you're going to be mit- uh, mitigating it uh, as much as possible and just making sure you wipe it down. So that way it's out of your keyboards, off of your, uh, your computer screens and off of all the other common areas that you would touch.
0: So as businesses are starting to function, I think one of the other questions is, How often do they need to be cleaning and disinfecting surfaces? Because you could have somebody like following people around and disinfecting as they're going along, but that would end up being very excessive (laughs) and very tiring for that person, I'm sure. So really, when should they be doing the disinfecting, the cleaning? How often should they be performing those duties?
1: Okay, basically, if it's a small or even mid-sized business, they should be doing it before they open up or after uh, after they close. Uh, sometimes some businesses have a porter throughout the day. Uh, that does work to a certain extent, but they they're, they're not going to get that level of deep deep cleaning uh, through the throughout the day because people are in the building, unless they're on. Uh, they still have people teleworking, <laughs> or they have other people uh, that's working in the other side of the building. Whereas they can actually do that, but that that, that would come with some type of level of coordination through the the, the company cleaning. The staff cleaning or and the owners uh or the uh, managers of those facilities so that way they can uh, kind of crisscross those areas and make sure there's a coverage for it
0: so my next question is when it comes you have to uh if you're using mop rags if you're using um you know towels and things like that to clean and disinfect you then have to start looking at, well, how often am I washing these and how should I be washing these to make sure that they are sterile? So should an office, you know, be washing those mop heads more frequently or should everybody be on the same kind of mopping, uh, washing your mop schedule?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, without going down a horror story. They should be washing them as much as possible, like every couple of days as much as possible, especially if you have a high frequency of a, a traffic building or a facility or a complex. Because keep in mind where all those different people coming in, they, they're bringing their own host of uh, bacteria uh, or, or infection. I don't want to say infection, but bacteria that they may be bringing into their facility. So you want to make sure you mitigate that by washing and cleaning your cleaning equipment and services uh, items. So that way you're not respreading, yet you're also making sure that you have your level of clean for your facility to mitigate all of that information all of those people coming in mm-hmm.
0: and what should be what should you be using to clean and disinfect your own cleaning tools and products
1: okay uh, uh someone's on a budget and uh you want to make sure that they do have a, you can go to sam like i said walmart or or basically Some of the uh, janitorial companies may be selling uh, certain items and you can get those items from them if they sell to the public. Uh, Some type of a pH uh, floor cleanser, uh, some type of neutral cleanser for your your common uh, areas, your top, your counters, your windows, uh, your keyboards or what have you. And uh, basically uh, some um, some bacteria mitigating uh, a solution that you can use, you know, like a lot of people use in their foggers or what have you. And basically, it's like a three-step uh, floors, middle common area, and then your fogging uh, area for your general uh, environment.
0: So I wanted to ask you something, because I think what we've seen in a lot of the grocery stores um, and in a lot of, you know, Walgreens and, and CVSs um, across the city is that there's definitely not a whole lot of Lysol to go around. And so you see some of these, like, off-brand, all-natural products that promise, you know, 99% of bacteria is killed. So how effective are those really? And is it worth picking those up?
1: Good question. Good question. You gotta read the ingredients. You gotta read the uh, MSDS or the safety data sheet because I'm, I'm old school. They're the material safety data sheets but they're called safety data sheets. You gotta look at that, see, see what the chemical compound and makeup is. Uh, to see what the emergency procedures is, and, and see what the, the reactive rates are in those things to see if it's actually going to do what it's proposed to do. Uh, some, Like I said, it all depends on the level of your clean, what your business is, you know, because a hospital is not going to have the same level of cleaning uh, uh, criteria or best practices as uh, a mom-pop business. And mm-hmm. it's on, uh, so on and so forth up the, the chain of uh, the level of a uh, how can I say, the level of what they're doing with their customers, that that should also have the same level of uh, importance to making sure that they are taking care of their, their business and their facilities to make sure that their customers are, are taken care of.
0: So I wanted to ask you before I open it up to the audience question and answers, as people begin to reopen, um, what are some of, first off, the steps that they should take before they reopen in terms of cleaning and really doing a deep clean? And then once they reopen, how often should they be doing a deep clean? Is it something that they really need to invest in doing at the end of every week? Um, Or is a traditional office space, could they go a month before they do their next deep cleaning?
1: Now, I think, well, well, that's a very, very, another, again, another good question. Let's kind of wait and see what the new normal will be. Because uh, personally, I would say they should be doing some type of, uh, you know, phase cleaning once, twice a week, Mm -hmm. and maybe a deep cleaning every month or every other month, just so that way they can mitigate all those different, different things that may be coming in the building. Mm -hmm. Uh, But always remember uh, a lot of the budget dictates that, but now I really believe uh, people are gonna have to start changing uh, their paradigm because they're gonna have to put a more level of seriousness in the clean of their facility to make sure that everything's taken care of, because this, this COVID-19 kind of threw a lot of people off. Not, not to mention, you know, my, my, my philosophy about cleaning, you gotta make sure everything's clean from top to the bottom and everything in between. However, they have to sit the owners or the manufacturer or owners, uh, the supervisors, CEOs, or what have they gonna have to sit down and have a, a good heart to heart with their team about making sure that they have those best practices in place. And if they need help with that, that's something that we could do. We can help them with that. However, they, they're gonna have to make sure and they have to take a, a concerted effort to make sure those areas are taken clean and get clean physically. All areas, carpet, floors, tile, uh, furniture, uh, walls, uh, vents, uh, duck work, all of those different things because those are all areas that need to be uh, taken care of and because it's a very serious area. Being clean is, is very serious.
0: So before we get into our audience Q&A, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about specifically what Freedom Janitorial can do during this really critical time to help you get to that point where your customers and your employees feel comfortable coming into work, and working in a safe and healthy environment. I know that a lot of people are struggling to find PPE equipment and they might not feel comfortable having their own employees doing these kinds of deep cleaning without that equipment. So where can Freedom Janitorial step in and be a resource for these businesses?
1: Uh, and they can step in in a couple of different ways. Uh, we can come in and sit down and talk to them briefly about things that they can do. And if they wanna hire us, to make sure it gets taken care of. And we'll, we'll basically go over all the areas of, like, like I kind of addressed, making sure that they you know, get their vents clean, the walls clean, all of their common touch areas clean, and then the floor scrubbed. And um, and if they need any type of stripping and waxing for floors, just something we can do also too, or some carpet cleaning, we can do that as as well too, because those areas hold a lot of bacteria and those areas need to be addressed and make, make sure that they're clean. And then once you get it on a regular standard regimen, it's easier to process because just say, for instance, like, you know, and I'll give a scenario, just say when all this stuff hit and everybody kind of just shut down, uh, the governor gave the orders to shut down. A lot of people just left everything in place. Uh, The trash may be in the trash can, things may be on the table. Uh, We would come in, make sure all those things are wiped down, clean, disinfected, and sanitized, throw all that trash away make do the initial deep cleaning. So that way it will make their job, uh, if their staff is going to do it it make their job easier. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're not going to do that, just something we can set up a, a, a periodic uh, cleaning uh, chart for them to make sure that we can come in and get that taken care of for them on a regular basis.
0: Great information, Willie. And where can people contact you?
1: Uh, you can actually contact me uh, via the, my, my, my phone number uh 915-929- Zero one two nine, 0129, uh, and it's Willie Jenkins with Freedom Janitorial Services. Uh, our, our website right now is under redevelopment because there's a few things that we're changing right now because we're doing a whole type, new different level of cleaning, and we yes. want to make sure that the community's taken care of because health is a serious thing. Clean is a serious thing, and we all are a part of this, and we need to make sure that we're taking care of what
0: we need to take care of. Thank you so much, Willie, for all of that information. So I'm gonna go ahead and open it up to audience questions right now. If you're tuning in with us via Zoom, of course you can ask questions via the question and answer panel. Or if you are fully charged up on your coffee, like I am this morning, you can raise your hand and (laughs) ask a question live on the air. If you're tuning in with us on our Facebook live stream, of course you can go ahead and submit your comments via the comment section. And Patrick Espinosa, our communications director, is standing by to let us know what your comments, questions, uh, and concerns are, especially when it comes to cleaning in this new normal, and this new age of COVID-19. I do have some questions that have come in regarding carpet cleaning, Willie. So, okay. you know, carpet kind of soaks up a lot of what is what you bring in and track in from outside. Mm-hmm. So people are asking if they should be focused on doing a deep carpet cleaning, or if they have their own carpet, carpet shampoo, or if that would suffice
1: great question always goes back to budget if you have one of those carpet shampoos, the ones that you can eat on uh, your personal one that you bought or the ones that you rent from the store or what have you they do work all all type cleaning uh regimens have a specific purpose and time for it so use it and i can say it's better than using nothing. you you have to do something because just say for instance if somebody didn't uh or hadn't had their carpet clean and Six months, year, or even a longer than that. That carpet is a, a magnet. It's it's just it's just holding the bacteria in place. Any potential diseases or any you know you know, it's 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 a, a cornucopia of uh, <laughs> a diseases maybe being in that carpet. Depending on how much traffic you had in there, so you need to get in there and get that carpet shampooed and use the proper disinfectants and chemicals to clean it all out. And it maybe even need to be done a couple of times to make sure that all those things are drawn out of the carpet. Because um, probably ninety-nine uh, percent of people have seen a carpet clean before or, or seen the after effects of it. You can mm-hmm. tell that it's been clean after. You know, you know, you you sprayed it down, you just dis- deodorized it, you disinfected it, and then you vacuum all the water back up, and you could just see how, the difference between a, a, a dirty side of the carpet and a clean side of the carpet. That mm-hmm. not only does that have the initial benefit of making sure that the carpet is clean and, and it is from the health standpoint, but it gives you a better feeling about yourself and your environment and the people around you. So that way that, you know, your environment is taken care of and clean. I mean, that, that does a lot to your psyche as well too. So, I mean, and, and it makes you feel good that, that your area is clean.
0: So we do have another question that's coming in about surface cleaning. So this question is, I've got a lot of antique wood furniture in my business Um, And I'm concerned about the caustic chemicals damaging the wood. So is there a good chemical to use that will disinfect these surfaces but won't damage the wood or the varnish?
1: Very good question, very good question. Uh, I'm sure you're probably using some type of uh, old English or some type of uh, wood varnish, or I don't wanna say varnish, but some type of a stain cleaner to make sure that it's taken care of so it's, it's not losing its luster. But you can also use some type of uh, a va- vaporized type of a uh, uh, chemical peroxide, preferably, so that way it'll make sure everything is disinfected and sanitized. So that way you can touch it; it's not a problem, and it's not going to have any effects to the actual wood. Because, yeah, certain certain I'm going to say certain uh, finishes are very serious, and you don't want to just use anything on it. Uh, worst case scenario, if you don't want to do, or you know, if you're un- if you're concerned about using chemicals on it. Just get a microfiber and just dust it off, and just wipe it down, and periodically, because you know you don't want to have dust all over it either. But on the second, so on the second note, you can get some of the vaporized type of disinfectant to where, you can wipe it down and keep it clean as well too.
0: Um, we do have another question coming in for you, Willie, asking: um, Do they also? Do you guys also do residential deep cleaning as well?
1: Yes, we do. When we first got started over 15 years ago, that's where we started at. We started in people's homes, uh, uh, making sure that the landscaping was taken care of and cleaned, uh, making sure that the windows were clean, making sure the inside of the house was cleaned. Uh, so that that's near and dear to me because I remember when we first started, well, we didn't have even our, our own mop bucket when we first started, so we had to borrow the mop bucket. So and uh, the trimmers we trimmed everything. So it's, it's it's a process of beautification and just making sure there's a, a beautification and disinfect uh, dis- disinfection and sanitization because. You gotta make sure that your 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 kingdom, which is your home, is making sure your domain, making sure that's taken care of and clean too. So that way that you and your families are healthy and wealthy.
0: I mean, especially now that your home is no longer just your home, it's your office, your kids' school, it's you know your your actual home, your kitchen, everything right now, with everyone um staying in. So I do have another question coming in. Um, just asking about those foggers. Once you use a fogger, how often should you like repeat that fogging process?
1: Well, actually, uh, another again another great question. Uh, actually, uh, like I said, whenever we do any type of fog, we generally uh, hire out or or we'll work with uh, EnviroMaster because they're the best in town. They're actually the best in the Southwest about disinfection sanitization, and sanitization and fogging and because they work with a uh, EPA registered germicide and they have a fogger specifically made for that. And generally you want to do that at least seven, uh, once a week, once a week. Now, if you have a lot of traffic, you can kind of uh, uh, speed up the frequency to do that. However, everything, I'm always budget budget conscious to make sure that whatever prices that we're giving somebody, we give them the best price. You don't want to break anybody's pocketbook. And especially now, a lot of people have been working. A lot of business have been closed down. You don't you don't want to come in there and try to charge some exorbitant price because uh, you know I was working with somebody else on something else, and uh, they told me the price for something, and it's like I said, are you joking me? That's ridiculous. These people haven't been working. Why are you going to charge them something like that? You know, so something that's moderate, something that that they can be uh, withstand. So it's different programs that, that we can set up, or different prices that we can set up, and we can work within your budget. And then um, whenever we uh, refer uh, refer you to somebody else that may may need to get done, like like I said, uh, such as instance for Master, they're going to give you a good price too. And, I mean, you got to have a uh, you got to have integrity and in giving a good price, and make sure that you have your customer taken care of your, your client taken care of your family taken care of, and just making sure that man you know, we all are in this thing together. We need to make sure that. We're healthy, making sure that we're cleaning and making sure that people are taking care of the things we need to take care of because we only get out of this is working with each other.
0: Agreed, 100%. We've all got to come together uh, and work together to flatten the curve. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck inside for quite a bit longer. Um, I do have a question coming in for you, Willie. And it's a rumor that somebody has heard and whether or not you can confirm it. So this question is, I used to use pine salt, but I heard that it actually attracts bugs. Can you confirm, or is that just a rumor?
1: Uh, I have to plead the fifth amendment on that right there. No, (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) that's a good question because it causes biofilm. It has certain other chemicals in there. And that is a strong possibility that it could do that because think about it. Whenever you mop, with saw or Lysol, you mop it. You can instantly tell that it's been used because you can always hear the footsteps. <laughs> you can see the footprints <laughs> where you mop that. So that's the key thing about it. And, and the funny thing about it, it works. However, it's that side effect. You got to look at uh, certain chemicals. You don't want to have any type biofilm left over anything because then you have, you do have a potentiality to uh, have caused other attraction of other uh, insects and other things as well because of the biofilm. So that's a very good question. All
0: Cause right. I'm,
1: I'm, am I'm a, I'm a nerd with the chemicals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to um, make sure that I am double checking that I'm getting a cleaning stuff that it does not leave a biofilm. Cause the last thing that I need is, uh, is bugs or anything like that. So we've got a question <laughs> coming in Willie for somebody in regards to like actually cleaning and disinfecting your clothing, Um, so Mm -hmm. their spouse is at the front lines, um, working in the hospitals, working as a first responder. So Mm -hmm. when they come back home at the end of the day, how should they be cleaning their clothes? Um, is, is just detergent and really hot water good enough? Do they need to try and get some kind of sanitizing agent? And if so, what kind of sanitizing agent do you, do you use?
1: Oh, man, you're getting in the nitty gritty. That is a very, very good question. Hold up. Let me research my database on that. Uh, that, especially dealing with whether it be a first responder. However, let's take that down, uh, take that up a notch. Anybody, whether they're a first responder or not, if they may come into uh, in contact with anybody or they may have been in sick or they walked into a place that's sick, yeah, certain protocol. And, and I, I mean, I'm going to give you a rough overview of it. Uh, just like if you're an officer, most officers don't wear their uniforms home. They take it off uh, at at the at the office or at the at the at the shop. They put it in the back of the trunk or they put it in there. Same process if they're a first responder in other areas in the medical field or what have. You. Take all that stuff off before you leave. Put it in a bag, separate it, throw in it, even even your shoes, and just have a complete change of clothes. And bring that in. If you got a garage or a side door, bring it in through the side door, through the garage. You just leave that separate. Do not put all that with the rest of the family's clothes or what have you. And you separate that and you wash it all separate. You dry that all separate. And even in your spin cycle, uh, your know, wash, you know, in between cycles, you throw a little bit of bleach in there because it will work and just clean it all out and sanitize it that way before you put any other clothes in there. So you you have to be uh, cognizant to make sure that. It's backtrack your uh, your steps to make sure you take all that stuff off and just separate it because you don't have, want to have any type of ancillary uh, what you call it uh, a or crossover contamination with that. And now th- that's going to be more of a serious thing to be uh, more mindful of, especially now and this particular uh, maybe new normal that we may be dealing with right now. And uh, so- as for more cleaning, yeah, a little bit of bleach in between. Uh, you can spray it down a little bit uh, in your clothes, what have you, and just make sure that's thrown in the washing machine and clean and disinfected also too. And a regular standard standard uh tide or uh, other type of chemical also or one, uh, dis- uh, not dishwashing liquid, but a uh, um, detergent um, that you can use for your clothes. But it, it it does work.
0: Good to know because I know that you know the Lysol uh, laundry sanitizer like. It's all out of stock, so it's good to know that people can feel comfortable still yeah. washing their clothes just using you know your traditional detergent. So Willie, I do have one last question for you. When you're cleaning off surfaces, how long should you let the disinfectant sit on a surface before you actually wipe it down?
1: Uh, it depends. This so is like if you're spraying something on there, I mean, let it sit for a couple of uh, yeah. for about a minute or so and then you can wipe it off. Uh, if you' if you're laying it on pretty heavy, yeah, I lay it on pretty heavy and let it sit for a minute and then wipe it off. Uh, if it's just some in between, you just want to get, just wipe down some things, just wipe it all down, get it all, get it all off. But make sure you go in one direction and just make sure you, you have a, a lot of tiles, a lot of uh, microfiber tiles so that way you're not, Smearing and wiping back over the same areas that you had, so just make sure you get all that stuff off. But uh, a, lot, a lot of people, uh, you know, you need to be aware you have a lot of towels to make sure so that way and you don't have to wash them, of course, but just make sure you got enough of them you to know, wipe down everything and then do that when you get started so that way you, you can finish the process.
0: And a great tip there to uh, wipe in one direction instead of in circular motions, like I think we're all used to. Wiping down in one direction is really important.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, unless you learn in karate, you're in karate kid. you know, wax on, wax it <laughs> off. You know. But you're just waxing the you 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 wiping the dirt in and you're wiping it off. <laughs> so you want to make sure you wipe it off.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Willie. I'm sure that you're incredibly busy. I'm sure you've got a ton of clients calling. As they're getting to reopen, really appreciate it. Uh, Just one last time for everybody who's attending, can you repeat your contact information so they can uh, reach out to you?
1: Mm -hmm. Willie Jenkins, uh, Freedom Janitorial Services. Uh, And the number is 915-929-0129. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna do something different. How many people contact you today? Uh, If they want, get their list and I'll forward you a link to my book and I'll give them a free copy of my book.
0: All right, I will make sure to do that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Willie, for joining us. Um, I do wanna let everybody know that if you missed any part of this conversation, we are taking the recording and we are actually um, turning it into a podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for such great information and tips for businesses and even for, you know, just residential customers mm-hmm. looking to make sure that they're they're keeping their families um, safe. Good luck mm-hmm. to you and your team. I'm sure that you guys are going to be crazy busy in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yes, so good we luck.
1: can take more too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most importantly, and, and re- and re- more clients.
1: And and remember, freedom is what we make your clean come true.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Willie. You guys stay <laughs> safe, uh, stay healthy. And of course, as always, make sure to practice social distancing.
1: Exactly. God bless. Thank you now.
0: That's it for this episode of Sharing Sweat Equity. Again, thank you to Willie for all of the great information. And of course, a big thank you to our partners, Sun Carpets and Epicenter. Make sure to subscribe to Sharing Sweat Equity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud to make sure that you never miss a new episode.